Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi there, welcome back. I'm Neil Driscoll and today's Boating Insights are going to be talking to the sailors amongst you and we're looking at shortening sail when you're going downwind. So to give you a little bit of context uh, in terms of where we're positioning this, I'm working on a basis that if you're, um, you're already reasonably happy uh, kind of reefing uh, going to windward, ideally um, already under sail with a, you know, sailing hard on a headsail and a depowered mainsail and making the uh, relevant adjustments. Uh, and you know potentially just furling, furling uh, a headsail in and out as required. It might be that you're not yet doing this under sail, but you're uh, doing this by motoring into the wind, which is still great that you're kind of making making those steps forwards in your confidence. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Just, you know, your next step will be learning to reef under sail. So now we're kind of looking that that stage on a, where you've got the wind behind you and you decide that you have got too much sail up, um, hopefully not yet out of control, though not out of the question. You may have had a... Um, you know, a roundup or a accidental backwinded mainsail or something like that, maybe even a jibe, and you've gone right. Okay, enough's enough. Let's let's deal with this. Now, vessel characteristics will be a big thing here, but what I want to do is just kind of talk you through some ideas, give you a few implementations that you can do to um, try and help you be ready to manage this. Um, a little bit more for you in terms of when this might come up. So, um, the main I mean, the, the main things I, I, I would expect are that you're, particularly on a day, you're out sailing in a sea breeze kind of uh, conditions, and so the wind's building all day. Uh, you've got the wind on the aft quarter, and as you approach the end of the day, possibly also running out of um, daylight, then the breeze is starting to get quite big, and the seas are potentially now getting a bit bigger as well, and you just think, oh... I wouldn't mind having a bit less on than I've got right now because we're going to be heading into a harbour soon. Uh, some other things might be that you you know you can see some um, potential wear or a split in the sail or something that means you want to deal with it, um, and that runs all the way through to potentially you know someone's fallen off or you've got an emergency or a breakage that you you need to deal with and you'd like to uh, shorten sail uh, or possibly get rid of the sails um, as part of managing that issue. So. Uh, let's just have a look make sure the context is there so generally a lot of the boats we're looking at now then the um, headsail uh, or even the flying sails are furling so uh, if they're flying sails you probably can't what well, you can't reef them but if they're um, if they're headsails you might be able to reef them uh, your issue that's coming up with the main be it monohull or multi-hull is that it's fully powered up on the mast be it bolt rope sliders whatever combination you've got that's helping attach the luff to the mast um when that's all loaded up particularly with a fully battened sail um it can be very difficult almost generally impossible to um to actually get the sail move more than one reef that means that in order to try and reef when you're going downwind you either need to um get the main depowered which means you need to get the bow to windward or um, you're trying to drag the uh, reef in or drag the main down and set a reef or take it out fully loaded. 
usually the times I've come across when people are trying to kind of tuck a reef in or pull it out fully loaded are when it's marginal um, kite conditions. And, it, you know, in order to bring the bow to windward, you'd actually have to uh, take the kite down. That's often when I find that we're, we're trying to deal with doing it fully loaded. Or it might be um, that you're, you're not comfortable trying to get your bow up and into the wind. And, um, and at this point, I'll remind you of a very famous saying with sailing, which is that if you're thinking about putting a reef in, you probably should have done it five minutes ago. And if you're thinking about taking it out, have a cup of tea or a sandwich and then decide. If, if, if in doubt, you know, take, decrease the sail area and then see... Um, see how the boat performs and feels um, you'll rarely be sad about it and then um, if you're thinking that you've taken in too much just wait five minutes and and then see and often you'll actually in that five minute time talk yourself back into just leaving it there um, at this point it's useful to just create some context because a, a huge amount of the sail training I've done for yachting uh, and multi-hulls ends up or really I should probably say cruising, often ends up with people who have kind of um, spent a lot of their time racing, be it dinghies or um, yachts. And so it's just a whole different mindset. You know, if you're banging around on a Thursday evening, Wednesday afternoon race or something, and you, you know, you're used to just kind of leaving all the sail up all the time and you've got a whole bunch of people and if something goes wrong, you've got may, people might be in the way, but generally you've got a lot of people to help you deal with it very different scenario to being shorthanded um and i find a lot of people are quite anxious about reefing because although they might have sailed for a long time they've actually really not done it very much and when they have it was on a race boat where a lot of people when i say race boat i kind of don't necessarily mean like a professionally crewed volvo boat i mean a a boat having a jolly with some mates on a saturday afternoon that generally a lot of people might not have had any exposure to reefing or practicing it and so on those racing boats on the days that they've reefed the sails they've often ended up in a with it not going as smoothly as it might have done um which can just kind of create a whole web of anxiety around whether or not you should reef and whether it was even worth it and the number of phone calls I've had from people where they've kind of put their family off of sailing because they've taken them out with too much sail up and then asking if we can help fix it. And we usually can fix it, but it's great if we just don't get there. So that's your background is that, you know, you often might, you might have sailed for a long time and you haven't, haven't really practiced this and, and therefore it's not even on your to-do list. So let's look at what we can do. Well, the, the key thing is to be able to, um, make the boat sail nicely you need to be able to keep the sails balanced so the classic um error i suppose is to going along you've got a maybe a pulled out headsail and a mainsail hopefully um you got a you know brace on the pole so it's quite easy to just furl it away and so you think too much sail all right well we pull one string furl it away and happy days the problem you then end up with is you've got nothing actually helping keep the bow downwind, so the boat becomes very unbalanced, and in many regards, actually often worse than when you had too much sail up to start with. So therefore, we've got to get comfortable getting them, getting rid of the main. Now, um, in terms of having the the pulled out sail, the benefit of when I mentioned a brace, or depending what country you're in, you might be calling this a guy, um, but essentially it's a control line that's holding the 
um, the whisker pole or spinnaker pole out when you've got a pulled out headsail so that you um, can operate the pole independently of needing the headsail sheet. There's a number of ways you can you, you, you can achieve this. Um, in that scenario, it's great because you can actually just leave the pole where it is, bring the headsail back to the other side and get ready to come up towards the wind. If, if you're uh, particularly on a multi-hull, then you might be concerned about spending time, um, you know, beam onto the seas, which is, a, you know, a sensible and good concern to have. Um, so things that you might consider there are possibly having, um, having your engines on and ready to help you bring the, bring the boat around um, and, and just thinking about, you know, being particularly early with this and, you know, often also if you're thinking about maybe going to reef two, maybe just go to reef three and so on. So you just err on the side of caution. Um, what's a really nice skill to have though is when you can get to a point that you go from being pulled out on a headsail to bringing the headsail back over to the um, leeward side, so it's now on the same side of the boat as the main, um, and tightening it up so you get it basically set to go upwind it's totally sheltered behind the the mainsail at this point so incredibly easy to get it get it nice and tight then when you come up to the wind if you can leave the main out so you've got the boom right out the way on the outside of the boat you do need someone managing the main sheet um and if you've already had the exercise briefed um or planned and you've got the halyards and the reefing lines ready to go and the vang released this might mean that you're actually only up towards the wind for a very short amount of time the other thing that's quite nice is especially if we're shortening sail the minute that you've eased the um the halyard then you're in a position to start um bringing the main sheet in a little bit because it's uh, the leech is no longer held tight you don't want to bring it in too tight but if you're worried that it's um uh, it just needs controlling then you're you're, you're able to do that um now once that reef is set um the the questions around this might be you know can we can we achieve all this without sending anyone forward if we have got to send someone forward you know how much sail do we do we actually want um and there's you know there's a bunch of questions how much wind have we got how much daylight um but if it has all felt a bit out of control for a while you know you might even consider just pulling that main you know even to see how the boat feels you can pull the main all the way down um and just have a little rest on the uh with a pulled out headsail for a while nice and stable have a have a cup of tea maybe have your dinner and work out if you want to pull some sail up again later or if you're you're happy with the speed that you're doing the handy thing about getting comfortable and with this is that um it's a transferable skill for a huge amount of issues so like i mentioned earlier like someone falling overboard or uh seeing um potential hardware issue that means that you want to get the the main down before it causes any more damage um or you 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 know you're running downwind but you can see that you're about to go into a front and you just want to deal with it quickly so that you hit the front without um with minimal or no sail up at all um i should mention at this point as well one of the key things for keeping the boat balanced is making it easy to steer so particularly not overworking your autopilot um so once you've brought the um or once you've got used to doing this then the uh the other thing is then work you know thinking about all the things that you can have pre-planned i always say to myself it's the um if i when i go into a you know 
when I'm planning for an emergency at sea or, you know, a tricky situation, I try and always ask myself, at the moment that something goes wrong, if I got to replay the last five minutes again and change things, what am I going to wish that I had done? It'll often be things like, um, you know, briefing people on their roles in advance or making sure that the ropes that we're going to need are coiled and in the right position and uh, that they're loaded on the winch rather than just sitting on the clutches, uh, that the torches are in the right position, that I have pre-marked the ropes so that when I'm setting it, I already know where it, where it goes. Um, possibly even put marks on the mast for the head of the mainsail so that I, I, you know, I can just make my life as easy as possible. And particularly, you know, having had to do this a lot in the dark, which is particularly with a few crew on board, can be a nightmare with head torches and you know, the balance of the boat's all out and it's it, it, potentially got people forward. So, you know, the risks of people falling overboard and they might be clipped on, you, you could have a lot on quite quickly without knowing it was coming. Um, I'm always very glad that I've done this um, in daylight so that I've had a chance to get a feel for how that boat feels and how she's performing in the seas that day. And, you know, some of the best seamen I know will always put uh, you one extra reef in an hour before sunset overnight at least. Um, uh, you know, we've covered this with Chris Nicholson, one of Australia's um, most highly regarded offshore yachtsmen in our ABB TV. And, he, you know, he's going through this in a great, great amount of detail for uh, when he was crossing the Pacific with his family. But um, just making sure that you've kind of set yourself up so the boat is um it's achievable to get it balanced and that you are comfortable with the feel of the boat if you suddenly go from downwind to upwind so that when you're if you were then doing this in the dark it you know it's it's not a major and, and you're quite comfortable with it and, and you're, you're not trying to get used to this on the fly um just a little one that i mentioned earlier i often gets forgotten in these scenarios but i said about oversheeting the headsail I've always found it's one of the hardest things to get people to do. So the concept is that when we have the headsail in and, or, you know, we've brought the headsail in ready to make a manoeuvre up to windward to depower the main and reef it, what we're actually doing is we're just using that headsail to steer on and just give it something that's pushing the bow down out of the no-go zone. So the reason that we bring it nice and tight is to allow us to um, essentially fill it uh, as a pushing tool rather than a driving tool here um, as close to the wind as possible so often what will happen is you ask someone to pull that in and they they actually kind of trim it more for a beam reach which makes it almost impossible for the helm to get the bow far enough to windward to depower the main uh, which obviously in turn makes it very difficult to get the uh, get the reef in so what's your outcome from it well what I want you to do is um, if you're not it, it kind of t work out where you are logbook's really handy for this by the way guys we'll do a separate podcast on this but to kind of assess your your overall skills it's um free on our uh dot com um boating insights uh, but if you're already reefing under sail just have a look at if you'd be comfortable getting to a point of uh, then reefing, um, going from being downwind or ideally like in the full setup of pulled out with the preventer on. Um, those of you that run preventers might have already figured out that you could do this entire manoeuvre going from being pulled out with a preventer on to leaving the preventer on and actually um, 
not having to make any adjustments on that and it'll just hold the boom out ready for when you go downwind again um to you know potentially even working out if you um if you're running kites what you what you would do if you realize that you got too much main on um and and you've got kites up once you're comfortable doing it in daylight then the next step is getting comfortable doing it in the dark um and I think if anything, the the most important thing of what I've talked to you about today would be just remembering if I find myself in a full-on situation, someone overboard made a major gear failure or running into a front with too much sail up, what am I going to wish that I had done in the previous five minutes to that moment? And just make sure that you get it done. And if you keep that in your mind all the time, it will make you far safer at sea so look i hope that was helpful um you know where we are there's lots more tips on this on our e-learning platforms um particularly online skipper course or the uh, sea survival e-learning course um abb tv and you know just use what you have listen to the podcast get on your boat and um give it a practice thanks very much for listening